we'll be discovering that there are several ways in which God speaks to us. Some of us are saying that me, I've never, I don't hear God's voice. It's not a lie. You hear God's voice. It's because you haven't trained yourself to know that this is the voice of God. So for the next couple of weeks, that's what we are going to be focusing on. How to be sensitive to and to know that this is God's voice. The Bible says that you know, those who are led by the, 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 the voice of God, they are the sons of God. So if, if you claim you are a child of God, you must be led by the voice of God. Amen. My sheep here. Amen. All right. So we're going to start with our first question on the voice of God. And... First of all, I, would just, I want to ask the teens upstage. David, this is David, this is Anastasia. So, have, have you heard the voice of God before? Yeah, they have been. Anastasia. I think I might. Yes, please. All right. So, and what was your first experience like, David? Um, first, is it, I was uncertain because as Uncle Biju said, he said, sometimes... We think we have not heard the voice of God, but because we have not trained ourselves to know and identify that this is the voice of God. So I was at school. And you were in SHS at that time? No, no. Um, JHS? No, um, Uni Central. Okay. That was recently, before I came. And, you know, Monday to Friday, we go to, we go to the, there's a place called Prayer Garden. We, we go and pray for the school we go and pray for ourselves for our families but we don't go on the saturdays because it's a free day they want us to relax and then i was on my bed and i was relaxing and my friends were playing games you know and they were even shocked that wow fifa is going on you know boys boys fifa is going on and i am not um, reacting to i'm not acquainted to you don't like football no, I, I, okay. I watch football, but at that moment, I was, like, arrested. There was a burden on me, so I wanted to go to, I wanted to isolate myself from them. And, okay. yeah, but normally, the time we go and pray is from 11 to 1, and it's dark. So, at times, we have to be on the alert and aware because of security uh, reasons. So, I even texted a friend. I, I texted two friends, and they encouraged me and told me then I should go near the church. There's a church near our yard where we Which university? Central University, where we usually have the camp, the Eagle Square. So I just went to isolate myself at that yard. And when I prayed, and the bedding just got, it just, lift, it just got lifted off me. And I just thank God because there was like this, this kind of interaction. I don't know. You can't explain it in this realm. There are some things you can explain it, but this kind of sensation, I couldn't explain it. I just had to comply. And I started discovering that. You heard God's voice. Yeah. He spoke to you. He spoke to me. Wow. That was the first time. No, no, I think no, that was recent time. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. So, Anastasia, when was your first time? Um, please, I don't really remember the first okay. time. Okay. God speaks to us every time. All right. So, yes. so give me a one that you remember. Okay, so, one of the earliest times. Okay, so it was one Sunday that um, we had to go to school on Monday. That was the next day. And we had a test. 
And then the Holy Spirit was like, oh, Anastasia, read this topic. I was like, oh, this one day can't be God. Why would God speak to me? I don't really deserve it. So it will not be God. And I didn't read it. And then when we went to Monday, like it came in and everything was bizarre. And I was like, I'll listen to a voice of God. Like I'll have to learn how to, you know, identify his voice. So okay, so you, I'm coming to ask the people. Um, do we normally have times that God speaks to us before exam, because I see that when God speaks to us, it's exams. That's what I'm realizing. <laughs> so I see many people. Have, I didn't have those testimonies. So who has other testimonies of God speaking to them during examination period? Anybody? Or God giving you something to study and you did okay, one person, and you didn't study or you studied it? Yes, I was going to answer a question. <coughs> yes, I was going to answer a question and I didn't know how to answer. There was a voice giving me the wrong answer. So when I asked, when I explained the question to myself, I realized that there was two boys talking to me. Then I later find out that the first voice was the correct one. So I got the correct answer. Oh, okay, okay, I understand you now. I get you. Okay, Nimoy, Corbin should help me out. Okay. Okay. Okay, that was uh, back in JHS. Um, I came for a prayer meeting here, intercessors prayer meeting, and the following day, I was supposed to write a mock, inter integrated science mock, and um, I spent quite some time here praying. So I left here around eight. So when I went home, I didn't even know which part to even study. And the Holy Spirit ministered to me that I should pick the past question. I've forgotten the name. Yeah. And he asked me to go to a certain year. I obeyed. I went to a certain year, and that was the, it was like, it was lifted from that place to the paper. So I had the highest, I actually had the highest score, and actually they overmarked me. I was supposed to get 82, but they gave me like 86, 87, because, yes, God attached me to the answer. But how come we are very sharp in examination? Our ears are sharp. Okay, so Auntie Melody. What is the basic requirement in hearing God's voice? Um, to hearing God's voice, I think it's just being in his presence. Because if we don't know, we don't spend time with him. Because in the book of Genesis, it talks about how God used to come and commune with Adam and Eve. And they say they, they heard his voice in the cool of the day. They heard his voice because he used to come and commune with them. He used to come and spend time with them. So then when they heard him speak, they knew that it was God that was speaking. And about hearing the voice of God, all of us have heard the voice of God. As long as we say we are Christians, maybe if you don't remember, then I'll tell you then, the earliest time I think you would have heard the voice is when you came to him and surrendered and said, God, I want to give my life to you. Because Jesus said that no one comes to me except is given him by the Father. So if you are here and you are saying that you are a child of God, you're a daughter of God, how on earth do you think you just came to God? Like somebody just said something and you were happy about it, so you came to God. It means at that moment, at that time, God said something to you. Like we said, you, you might not audibly hear his voice, but through the person that spoke, that was the voice of God. So everybody here has heard the voice of God. It's just about being in his presence. That is what will make you more alert to it. But as to hearing, we have all heard but to be sharp and to be attentive to know that this is the voice of God. It's about spending time with him. 
in his presence, in his word. That is the, that is the sharpest way of hearing his voice. But as to hearing, we have all heard his voice. Okay, all right. So, um, Anastasia, when it comes to the Bible, does God speak through his Bible? Yes, yes. I just spoke on the voice of the Bible, if you remember that um, sermon. So, what do you understand? Because people believe that God has, God has to speak to them. Like what happened to Cherubim? That's the only way they know of. But they don't know of the Bible too. What can you say about the Bible, the Word of God, and your personal experience? Okay, reading the okay, Bible. Okay, so yes, God speaks to us through the Bible. For example, when we are reading, maybe I'm reading Romans, and then I get to Romans 8:28, and they're like, all things work together for those who love God. And then I just ponder on the scripture, and then the Holy Spirit is like, Anastasia, there's no need for you to suffer. There's no need for you to be in pain, because all things work together for those who love me. So he's telling me that, um, he has given me a lot of things and I don't have to suffer in all so he's there with me so then he's talking to me about it so now he's telling me how to go about it so, okay yeah. alright David anything on the Bible the word of God and the voice of the Bible yeah God speaks to us through the Bible and that's the voice of the Bible as Uncle Biju said and one thing see we are teenagers so we have to be taking these tricks he gave us a trick that as you are reading the Bible when a scripture struck you and you want to ponder over it, he gave us a trick that you continue reading it. Even though you want to come back and ponder over it, you continue reading. Maybe you might meet something that might link to what struck you. So after you are done, come back and come and ponder over it. You ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, reveal something to me about this scripture. And one thing I also like is that how they've broken the Bible into shorter form. That's I realized something. The power of small, small. You see, let's say... Uh, oh, small, I like what small. you said. Small, small. Okay. The power of small, small. You see, so let's say you have 50 pages of book to read. And you, are, you only have a minimum of one week. You see, you shouldn't just stand up and read it randomly. Like, you should strategize. You should be tactical. So let's say daily you read seven. Tuesday come, you read seven. Wednesday, you read seven. Thursday, you read seven. See, that's the power of small small. To give you time to reason out and get new information and knowledge and to even reset. And that's how they've broken down our, our Bible for us. That I, hope we've, I hope we've all seen how they've broken down the Bible for us. That they said we should read. The schedule is out. You're talking about the Bible challenge. Yes. <laughs> how many of us are on the Bible are reading the Bible every day and following the outline. They, yeah. How many of us are doing it? Hey. So, you see, you will know where you are going. You know where you are heading. And it's not something randomly you do. When you wake up, you understand your pattern. You understand what you are doing. And it's not too big. It's not too small. It's something you can contain. So, you just need great commitment and consistency. So, I encourage all of you to follow this schedule and at times you can't do all but at least go your maximum know where you can reach and also get a tactics and a style that works for you and operates for you that's what i'll say all right Kerubin, let's hear from uncle Holem on the importance of the word of god how important it is because we always talk about the word of god but we want to understand how relevant reading our bible is in hearing god's voice 
Um, okay, thank you. Yes, indeed, the word of God is very, very important. I mean, that is what God has given to us for us to read, and he has outlined so much in it. Aside the fact that when you read the Bible, you can also hear, I mean, additionally, let me say the voice of the Holy Spirit tell you specific things. When you also read the word of God, for, let's take, for instance, um, the story about Joseph. The Bible says that he was sold into slavery, and uh, he was in Potiphar's house, and Potiphar's wife started to make advances at him. Now, Joseph said that, I will not sin against God by doing this thing because my master has put everything in my arm. When you ponder over it, you realize that even before the Ten Commandments came, where it says you shall not commit adultery, you shall not do this, Joseph was already saying that I will not sin against God. It makes you realize that mm, there is something about a relationship with God that transcends just obeying the Ten Commandments. Uh -huh. So these things come up when you read the Word of God. They just pop up. And the Bible says that he has placed eternity in the hearts of men. So he has made us such that just by reading the Word, we just get something from it. And then additionally, the Holy Spirit will make things clearer unto us. So the Word of God, it's, it's very, very critical for us. It's very critical for our growth. That's great. So, um, Aunt Melody, before I ask another question can you also explain or give us the first experience you had with the word of god and how you listened or did not listen to god's voice okay so i remember um sometime in senior high school not like it was the first but sometime in senior high school that morning i woke up i didn't do my quiet time and i started my day then during the day some events unfolded and, you know, um, if you don't have God's word with it, you know, that's why sometimes in Sunday school, it's called a memory verse, because, like, it's something that, so that you ponder on, and it takes you through your day. But then I didn't. And my day went busy, basa. Then at the end of the day, I came back, and I decided to just open my Bible. That morning, God told me to read my Bible, but, Charlie, the time I woke up, it was late. And you know, senior high school, there's a schedule for everything. So when I came back and I opened my Bible and I saw my quiet time and the memory verse for today, I was like, this thing, if I had read it in the morning, it would have made a lot of difference. It would have made a lot of difference. And so since that time, I told myself that, Charlie, no matter how the morning goes, at least, if I don't read everything inside, the memory verse, day, I'll read. So that was one time that I, and also to add on to the word of God, please question, how many of us think that sometimes the Bible is Paschal. Oh, honest. The Bible is Paschal. Oh, so all of you, okay. Are you lying to me? It's not all of them. Because <laughs> sometimes I feel like um, we feel that the word is not relevant, meaning that it was written how many years ago by some old man, and like, I mean, that was then. Like, Echim, what are we using it for? Like, God. Right now, this is what is going. That time, there was no social media. There was none of these things were there. And, right, and the problems of those times, are, I mean, they were different from what it is right now. So it's like when I'm going through something, and I say I should go and read the word of God. Sometimes there were times when maybe, like, you'll be going through something, and, like, I come to a friend, I'm going through something, and you say, 
Medoko Hebrews. What's what like really? What is happening to me? What has it got to do with Hebrews? Like, but then the word of God is not irrelevant. It never passes. The Bible says that his word is living and active. It doesn't die. Jesus said that the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The Bible doesn't go past school. The Bible never goes old. The Bible never goes old. I think it, it looks, it's more about how we approach it. How we approach the Bible. It's like we, Uncle Biji said we should read. He said if, if we know we won't read, we shouldn't take his paper. And I've taken a paper, so he let me read because I know every day they'll ask me that um, who is following the challenge so that at least you put up your hand. But it's about how we approach it. Okay, approach the Bible with expectation. The word of God is never Paschal. It's always relevant. It's living and active. Okay, so I'll share an experience before um, um, Mr. Yako comes in. So when I was like you, when I was 13 years old, just like everyone here, most of you, I wanted to really hear the voice of God. Because we had gone to, I mean, we had seen the power of God. And this, this was the time of Pastor Jinkar, Brother Raman. And what we are seeing happening here. <laughs> so we, we, I always wanted to experience God so much. It was too much. And I know I'm saying it was too much. I wanted to experience and hear God at any cost or see something from God. And so I remember there was one time that, I don't know what's before camp or after camp. I'm sure it's after camp because camp was very powerful. So after camp, I remember I was in my room. This is 2008. I was in my room and praying and saying, and Pastor Raman had given us um, <laughs> a testimony of some people, I can't remember what it was, who had gone into somewhere to go and pray, and the clouds had turned to <laughs> a face of God. Those who were here remember. So when he said that, I was in the hall praying, very serious that God should open my eyes, God should open my ears, like a very serious, immature prayer, but very serious. I was very serious saying, God should open my eyes. I'm not leaving this prayer session without it happening and the zeal was so there and i remember doing something very funny i was like okay from what pastor Raman has said i'm going around to go and walk in my area so god let the clouds change let the clouds <laughs> this is like serious let the clouds change let me see something in the clouds so that god is talking to me and it was all sort of and i think i convinced myself that i saw something and came back i had to come and say that, oh i've seen the clouds has changed so this is my testimony. But you see, it took a while, maybe a year after that, 2009, for me to hear something from Prophet Anon that has changed my life to date. And what he said is what I've worked with all those years to now, that it's, it's very easy to hear from God that we think that we are the ones talking to ourselves. And that's the end. It was my revelation. It may not make meaning to you, but that was a word I can never forget. And since then... I've seen that hearing the voice of God is basic, actually. It's a basic requirement because unbelievers can hear God. It's not only you. They can, God can talk to them. So when you come a Christian, it's a basic thing to, listen, to hear the voice of God. But I took, I mean, I also had to pray and really trust God for all those things. So right now, we want to ask um, anybody at all, whether just like this experience I've just shared, have you had any issues with faith? not believing that God is the one talking to you, or not believing that it's God who said this, having doubts. We want to share our experiences before um, Caribbean takes, takes us through some other questions. We want to share our experiences, whether anybody here, if, if you have a question, you can just wave your hand. If you've had any doubts with God, going on evangelism in your house, 
um, anywhere you are as well. Yeah, you can get yes. Okay, thank you. I just wanted to share an experience um, after uni. We usually had um, something we call students in church evangelism. We went after school, uh, sorry, after the semester has ended, second semester. And uh, one time we went to the north and uh, we were preaching to some people and then we entered the house and we were told that um, there was a lady there who was pregnant, she was due, but the baby wasn't coming. And then they asked us, so we've come to preach, so pray for the lady. So we said, okay, and we prayed. And as we were praying, I heard, I just heard Yao sighs in my, I just heard it just like that. But I was afraid. I thought it was my own mind. So I did not say anything. And the day we were praying for the lady was um, a Thursday. So we prayed for her and then we left. Then later on, I think either the, that evening or the following morning, they sent word to us that, oh, as we prayed for the lady, um, we left. Just then, labor pains came and she delivered. And she delivered on the Thursday and she delivered a boy. Wow. Yes. And oh, I, I, up to this day, I regret because the lady's father was a fetish priest. And I always tell myself that maybe if I had been obedient and I had voiced it out, it would have helped that man to come to believe in Jesus. And it's something that always um, saddens my heart that I, I wasn't obedient at that time. And I'm, look, I'm hoping that I'll be, I mean, since then, I've been hoping and believing that I'll be more obedient as God speaks in that kind of way to differentiate between my own mind and when he also speaks. Amen. 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 So can you wave your, you can wave your hands if you have any experience to share. We'll take just two different ones from anybody at all. Or we'll just we'll just point at you. Today everybody's quiet with the max on, not looking at my face. <laughs> Why are you not looking at me? Why are you not looking at me? I won't call you. Okay, you can just go to any of them. Just two experiences with the voice of God. You <laughs> go to. Uh, I think Moore has one. Okay. Um, this is a miracle. Uh, something happened in the house. My younger brother was not well. And I don't know what happened. My mom said I should just pray for him. So I just hold him. His back was very, very hot. So I just took him, when I took him, I told my mom that I should bring two water. That's what I had, like two water, water. I told my mom I should bring water. When I, when I poured the water on all over his body in a um, stuffing chair, like when I just poured the water on him, he started crying very, very hard. And I, I just prayed, Jesus, Jesus, heal him, heal him. Just immediately, I was having a rehearsal in um, kind of, so I just left, to, well, I left my mom and him. So when I, I just came back, when I came back, my mom said that like his, well, his temperature and everything is okay. I was even surprised because if I didn't obey the voice of God, I don't know what will happen to my younger brother. So this will happen. This is my experience. Amen. One more experience. You can go to anybody at all. Hmm. Okay. So... 
mostly when I'm about to write exam, I normally hear, like when I'm learning, something tells me to learn this topic, learn this topic, and I was like, what is this? Mostly, I don't learn the topics, and when I go, I'll see it. So I was like, is this really God's voice? So if we are having a test or something now, if I hear anything about a topic, or if I see this, something told me that this one will come, so learn it. And I was like, I'm checking, maybe it's not God. Then I'll not learn it. When I go, then I'll see it. So after that, anytime I'm learning and I see a topic and something's telling me that it will come, I learn it, and when I go, I see it. <laughs> okay, amen. All right, so we want to just, um, go on a little break. So, Caribbean, we want to do some questions as well. So, I, I'll hand it over to you. Okay. I can see everybody's too quiet today, so Caribbean can take over. Okay. How many of you have witnessed a rap, rap battle before? Rap battle. Uh -huh. Rap battle. Is that when there is a rap battle, somebody comes and give a freestyle. This one is a freestyle. Yeah, but this is freestyle. There is a reward. I have six credits I'm going to give out, okay? And I'm going to ask only six questions, but I'm not going to ask all right now. Ask two first, okay? So if you don't look sharp, the first star credit will go, and it will go to somebody else. Are you here? Okay, so my first question is, very quick, just three, uh, 30 seconds now. My first question is, when Uncle Bijou preached the first sermon on hearing the voice of God, he actually referred to something, which is the widow of Zarephath. And he said that there was a widow in Zarephath that somebody was sent to. I want you to give me the name of that person and the scripture in the New Testament. Just that. If you can give me the scripture, maybe if it is Malachi chapter 4, you just say it. The name of the person who was sent to that widow and the chapter, that book, and the book and the chapter. Just 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Just raise your hand if you have that answer. Hey! They even play that, you know. I. I'm dashing credit. Oh. I've only six people. So you, you can't even remember the name of the person. Po. Marvin. It means Marvin. that we don't read the Bible. Marvin, he has been playing drama, you should know. He has been coming to church. I want dash you credit. I want dash you credit. You go take watch match. So no one wants credit here. Hey, you guys are rich people. I think they use Vodafone. Who told you it's Vodafone? Oh, God. I get Vodafone. I get you. I get it. You the video of it. The name of the person was sent to the widow. Eh? And where that scripture can be found that Uncle Biju quoted. That, you let me give you a clue. The scripture is in the New Testament. Mention the book and the chapter there. Hey, officer. Hey. Marcus Rasford and Gawama Mr. Statistics, Dada. Okay, there are people here. So uh -huh. I think people are. Hey, when I said New Testament, no, you are raising your hand. I'll give it to the officer. The name of the person and the book. Elijah. Uh -huh. Luke 4, 26. Charlie, the girl is good. Hey. Which network do you use? Which network do you use? Okay. So I want to dash your credit. Which network do you use? Oh, you don't use phone? I thought you go. I can't have five CDs. That's for you. Is that I thought you go? No, that's what for now. Oh, you are not clapping because you didn't get the credit. We knew. <laughs> okay. This one here is school chop. Uncle, you said it. When Uncle Moses played the audio, no, he said it. He said it. 
Okay. The name of the man that the small girl was sent to. Marvin, this is how I want you. Hello, we'll go your side. I guess if I give you credit, guy, you know it's for something good. You might have been bigger. You're my guy. You're my guy. So go then score yesterday, so you, you know you need it. Neyman. Eh. And your name Madrid Junior. I say Neyman. What the letter you they use? Eh? I call you. Who talk about it? Eh? All right. So that's the first two questions. I'll come back again. I have four more credits left. So the other two good people, don't, you don't answer any question again because it's all gone. I can't empty any for that for And I will speak back to you. All right, all right, all right. So Moses, can you play our next audio on the on the will of God? And let's discuss on the will of, God. will of God. Sometimes you may experience trickles of blessing and favor. And because you experience that, you think that you are walking in his perfect will. For example, you receive a divine healing. Oh, God is good. Or oh, he, he gives you some money when you, do, you are not expecting it. Oh, how good God is. You come to church, you are so full of praise for him. But you know what? No, let me not digress. When you are in the imperfect will of God, you are inappropriately positioned and also unqualified for the job that you do. God may lead you to come and lead us in praise and worship and just sing praises and prayers of surrender. And you don't like that one because surrender is not, is not nice. I mean, what is surrender? I mean, there's no, there's no fun. We are teenagers. We, we have to jam. You have to rock the place. No. So you come and you lead us one song of uh, surrender. You feel that that procedure is not correct. So, Charlie, tomorrow, let's change the song. And then you change the song, and then the whole place is upbeat. Everybody's jumping and dancing, and we are, we are rocking back and forth, and then we are happy, and then you think that, oh, yeah, yeah, we are, we are doing the thing. We are doing the job that God has asked us to do. You are leading us in the, in the permissive will of God. And that is why it's very important for us, as we go through this series, to learn to hear God's voice. All right, amen. So we want to talk about the perfect, permissive, and the imperfect will of God. But I want to ask Bishop first on what is the perfect will of God. Uh, okay, the, the perfect will of God is... Uh, the plan, the agenda, and the exact purpose that God has for an individual. That is what he has written for the person. That is it. Because he is perfect, so he gives perfect gifts. Okay. All right. So, Melody, can we talk on the three of them? Then I'll let the teens also talk on them. The perfect and the imperfect and the permissive. So, the perfect will of God, just like Uncle bishop has said it's what god has originally ordained for you so if you walk in what god has originally ordained for you the plan that god has originally put in place for you that is the perfect will of god permissive will of god when i think of that um i think of so maybe in the bible 
like Hezekiah. The prophet came to tell him that you are going to die, so put your house in order. And he prayed. He prayed to God, and God gave him extra 15. That was not the original plan, but then God allowed it to happen. That was not the original intent, but then it happened. Okay, and I also think of, how many of us know the story of um, Balaam and Balak? Hey, what do you read? <laughs> so, in the book of... You still of, have to do a quiz. A, a quiz. When you answer, you enter. You enter. We do quiz at the door. When you answer, <laughs> that's the biometric. Do your quiz and enter. Okay. Policy. <laughs> it's a good policy. Okay, so the story about um, Balaam and Balak... Okay, let me summarize. So, Balaam is, was a prophet of God. He was a prophet. And um, Balak was a king, king of Ammon. So a time came when the Israelites were conquering a lot of the cities that were around. So um, Balak was scared that they were come to conquer his city. And so he called Balaam and he said, I know that you, when you speak, when you, if you bless somebody, the person is blessed. If you curse the person, the person is cursed. So come and and curse these people for me, so that when I go and fight with them, I'll win the battle. And then, so he sent his people to go for Balaam, which is the prophet. And when Balaam, um, when they came to Balaam, Balaam said, you wait, let me go and ask my, let me go and ask God. So God asked him that, who are these people and what are they doing over here? And he said, um, they have come to take me, they, they said there are some people that came from Egypt and they are strong and great, so, let me come and um, curse them. And then God told him that, don't go with them. So he came and he told the people that, see, God said I shouldn't go with you, so I won't go with you. And they went. And their king sent them to come back, to come for Balaam again. So they came back. And when they came back, Balaam said, no, no, he's not going. God has said he shouldn't go, so he won't go. And the people pushed. And instead of him to insist and say that, God said, I won't do, so I won't do, no, I won't do. And he said, oh, you know what, you wait again. Let me go and ask God again, and let me see what's going But God has already told you that, don't go. It's like what some of us do, it's like we make a decision and we bring it to God. God, this is a blessing for me, let me go and do. But he has already told you, don't do. So he, he said, oh, wait, let me go and ask God again. And God said, you, when the people, um, if tomorrow morning, they still force you and they say, come with us. Then you go with them. So it happened now in the morning. They were still saying, let's go, let's go. Then they said, then Balaam said, okay, then I'll go. The Bible says that the following morning, when they left, the anger of God was kindled on Balaam. It was like, ah, but you told me that if they press that, let's go, let's go, I should follow them. But the Bible says that the anger of God was, because that wasn't his original plan. He has told you already, don't do, don't go. You say you don't want Nana because they are forcing you, they are giving you pressure. Some of you, you know that what your friends are telling you to do, like, I mean, it's very wrong. It's contrary to everything that you learn over here, but they are giving you pressure. So, they let me do some because you want to fit, because you want to belong. That's why you're saying that there are times when you move outside the will and some, some, some of um, the blessings of God will still trickle down on you, not because you are doing what is right, but because you are in that permissive will of God. He doesn't want you to do, but he says you do. And like the Bible says that even we that we are men and we are evil, we know how to give good gifts to our children. So what about how much more God? So even though you have strayed outside what he has asked you to do, 
because he still loves you, because he's still your father, then you say, oh, take more, take more. And you think you are doing something. But then you have strayed outside his original intent. Please, we understand what I'm saying. Am I speaking Greek or Latin? <laughs> Does it make sense? So there's a perfect, there's an original intent. There's something that God has originally ordained for you to walk in. If you walk in that, that is the perfect will. The permissive, this is what he wants you to do. But then you do, oh, but you know, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And you say, ah, you dare take, you dare, if you want. Imperfect, like, you dare, you have straight, like, you, loss, like, but then, then again, still, because he is a good God, because he still loves you, you say, oh, oh, dear, he can't leave you, he can't leave you on this earth alone as an orphan, oh, dear, but then the original plan is that we stay in his perfect will of God, of, mm, his perfect will, what he has ordained, what he has intended that we walk in. Amen. All right. So, David, you can talk on the imperfect will and Anastasia, the perfect will again. Okay. So, about the imperfect will of God, God doesn't take pleasure because we are not in alignment to his excellent plan. We have not fit to the plan he has calculated for us. Like, take for example, it is dynamic, so let me compare it to that. You have a key and you want to open the door. You can see that you can't go and take a block and try to open the door, try to insert the block within the hole and open the door. It is impossible. You can't access it. So it is imperfect. It's when you go astray. And an example was given that God wants us to utilize our gifts, our tongues, that we should pray. They gave us another trick. Every day, we should pray 15 minutes in tongues. We should be praying 15 minutes in tongues. And how many of us have been doing that? A question was asked. And God is not pleased. Is he? He's not pleased, but he allows it. And like the prodigal son, as it was said, he's waiting for us to repent and come back to our right hands. He's so patient to us. Like yesterday, as it was said, we all know that one plus one is two. Like I'm breaking down. We all know that one plus one is two, right? Okay. So God's will says use hundred minus ninety-eight. It's still two, right? But that's God's will. But you in your mind you will contract it and you try to be you try to be rebellious. You try to reject God's will and you say, God. Uh, why can't you use one plus one? One plus one is so simple. But it is his ways. That's, that's his will. He wants you to go and use 100 minus 98. And you still arrive at two. That's, so when you use the, hand, the one plus one, what God says don't use. Because you are questioning him that you still arrive at the same answer too. That's the imperfect will of God. But when you comply to what he says, you comply to every will and every demand and every instruction irrespective of how intense it is, you, use, you still comply to his will. That's 100 minus 98. I believe you get me. I believe you get me. It's, I want to break it down. It is so simple using this illustration because we are teenagers. <laughs> Even at times, he can also say, you know God, his ways is complicated. Go and use log of two times square root of this over this. You still arrive at two. Of course, I do. Of course, they do. 
What course are you studying? In pharmacy. All right, I get to continue, continue. I know. <laughs> you see, that's his ways. So we have to learn to comply and come back to, and he's so patient. That's one thing about his love. Even though we go astray and we think that we are doing the right thing, he's still patient and he's waiting for us to repent and come back to our senses, like the prodigal sons. As Uncle Billy said, it was even a parable, but he still allowed it. It was a parable, but he still allowed the prodigal son to go astray. It means God really means that thing, even though it's a parable and he could have changed it, but he still means it because he knows how the heart of men are. So I entreat all of us to always follow the will of God, to always follow what God says, not our ways, or not how we fail, or not how we have calculated a thing that, God, please, this is too hard. I can't. I know at times that's the way it is, but it takes constant practice to know the will of God. That's where building a track record of obedience comes in. When you obey God at step one, when you obey God, step two, when you obey God, he can now trust you. But when you don't obey him, even though he will still love you and still wait for you to repent and come back to your senses, that to come back to your senses so that he will still use you as an instrument and a vehicle because he still has you in mind. He will not show you away. That's the love of God. So that's the imperfect will of God. Always follow what he says, not what you think. Okay, so Anastasia, the perfect will of God. Okay, so one thing I know is that God brought us on earth to, for like he brought us on earth to do something. And then he, before he brought us here, he had a will for us. So as we are here on earth, we are supposed to move in alignment with his will. If God is like, oh, Bernard, I want you to become a pastor. And you're like, hey, me, I know. Like, but then God said, in the Bible, it says that um, God's will is good for us and it's of the it, it will bring like it will make us prosper and it's about the dreams we hope for so if we move in alignment with his will everything will be okay so the perfect will of god we just have to accept what god wants us to do because it's right and it will help us so yeah okay next audio and this will be our final audio for today For the last time, can two walk together except they be agreed? Okay. So, we are born again Christians. We have given our lives to Christ. After giving our life to Christ, now we are starting what? A new relationship with Jesus Christ, true or false? Yes. And what's the point in having a relationship uh, with someone that you are not receiving any feedback from? If you're in a relationship with someone, you expect that what? When you speak to the person, the person will speak back to you. True or false? The person must speak back to you. That is what, that's what will make the relationship look what? Nice. Yes, when you're getting feedback. So like you and your parents, when you need something, you communicate it to them. And then they communicate it back to you, right? If you want something, you tell your parents that I want this, I want that. And then you will tell you, oh, I can afford it. Oh, I can't. Let's wait. Let's do this. That is it. And for those of you who have decided to have boyfriends and girlfriends, so you know what it means. When you are calling your boyfriend or your girlfriend and he's not picking up, then you are worried. 
I shouldn't use boyfriend or girl. Let's use special friend. <laughs> See, that one looks nicer, oh? Our besties and our special friends. Because we don't want it to look like the worldly one. Meanwhile, too, it's the same thing. We're just deceiving ourselves. So, that special friend, if you're not hearing from him or her, you send a WhatsApp message to that special friend and you don't see the blue. Is it a blue tick or what? Blue tick, right? Uh huh. Whatever it is called. If you're not seeing it, then you're worried. Or even when you see that he has ready, he's not responding, then you're worried. Because you're not getting what? A feedback. You're not getting a feedback. It's the same way with our relationship with God. When you become a born again Christian, the next thing that you have to focus on is to have some sort of communication, some form of relationship with Jesus Christ. And that relationship involves communication. Like you, you talk to him. That's why we spend time in prayer. You can't always be praying without hearing God's voice. Then what's the essence of praying? When you're praying, you must be receiving feedback from God. That is why God is always answering our prayers. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Let's just take some few answers on this. Auntie Melody, how important is having a relationship with God? Um, I think it's the, it is the primary thing. To If we really want to hear from God like we've been talking about for weeks now, the primary thing is to have a relationship with God. And if we say relationship, it's a two-way street. He's talking, you are talking, he's talking. But I think we are used to the whole thing where we, we speak and we are done and we go. That's how we have been treating God for a while now. We come, oh God, yeah, I want this, I want this, I want this. And then we are walking away. You are walking away like you don't want to know what he wants to say. At least let him say no and walk away and let's know that he said no and you walked away. But then we just say what we want to say and then we just leave. And that's how it has been going on for a while now. See, God is good and I'm not good. Hey, if I were God, every day you come to me, you talk and you are gone. You come and you talk and you are gone. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not even interested in talking to you again. Yeah, you don't want to hear what I want to say. That's fine. Like, go your way. But then God is good. And he still tries to talk to us. He still pursues us. We come and we speak and then we leave. But the important thing is that we have to stay. We have to stay and abide in his presence. Because if we leave... If we leave, then if he talks, how will we hear? That's how most of us are not hearing God. Or when we hear, we don't know that he's the one. Because we are not spending time in his presence. Because we are not abiding with him. And spending time in his presence, I'm not saying that the whole day when you wake up, don't do anything. Yeah, you've locked yourself in the room. And, but then you can be doing other things and still be in the presence of God. You can be doing, like Uncle Biju was teaching us, that it, with the tongues, it's, it flows out of your spirit. So you can be doing other things and still be speaking in tongues because it's flowing from your spirit. So it's not like lock yourself in the room and like uncle, so you want to see the sky and the clouds color change. Then it's, 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 it's more than that. And it's easier than that. Okay, so it's just spending time with God, abiding in his presence because like his wife says that without him, we can do nothing. It's about being with him. If you, every day you come, and you say you want to hear the voice of God, but you're not doing what you have to do to hear his voice. You talk to him and you're out. You talk to him and you're out. That is not what it's supposed to be. 
Okay, it's about spending time with him. And it's very crucial. Okay, so it's like, sometimes you just, it can just be a song. It can just, but just spend time with him. Be conscious of his presence. We, we talk about something, we say, practicing the presence of God. You have to practice being in his presence. Some of us, we just come to church in the morning because our parents are coming. But it's about wanting to spend time with God every single day. That is how you hear his voice. Else we'll continue saying something said, and something said, and something said. As a point, if I were God, I'll get offended. Something. But we have to spend time with him so that when he speaks, we will know that he's the one that is speaking. Amen. Amen. Because of time, we'll continue next week. We have our communion soon ready. So would zoom into that and the panel will continue the discussion from next week as well so god bless you everyone who partook and melody and anastasia and david please let's put our hands together